Uh, well, grace to you and peace from our God and Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, dear friends, a change comes to us all, doesn't it? And unfortunately, it seems as if you just have things how you want them. You know, things are, are just so you have it just about perfect. And then some kind of a change comes, doesn't it? Especially this time of year when we're thinking about young people graduating from high school or, or universities, you maybe begin to reminisce about some of your own experience. You know, you, you, you came into to high school, for me, that was in the, the 10th grade, you know, in the current school system, they come in in the 9th grade, but, but, but you come in and you're, you know, you're kind of the low person, right? And, and, and maybe even you, you struggled with some of the, the aspects of high school, maybe even you yourself were bullied at times in your, your first high school experience. And, and it was maybe hard, and, and, and you struggled, and, and you wanted to go out for sports, but sports were hard, and, you know, you had those two-a-day practices in, in, in the, the summer, and you had obstacles to overcome, and you, you didn't get picked, and you're on the JV instead of the varsity, and, and you had all of these uh, things going on in your world, but the years went by, and for a, a lot of people, as they stood for their high school graduation, they kind of had things running smooth, didn't they? You had overcome. Your senior year, you were in charge. You did things well. You put it all together. Now, some people win state championships. And, and you start to finally get decent grades. And you stood there for your high school graduation and you're standing tall and you had your diploma in your hand and, and you said, you know what? I got pretty good at high school. But then, of course, change came, didn't it? Right. You, you had to move on. You had to go on to something new. And so you, you basked in the glory of that weekend. Or, or maybe for you it was just a day. And then the next day you started a, a new job. And where were you back at the bottom, maybe, right? You can say, I got pretty good at high school. And here's my diploma. And then maybe that next week you started at the factory. And again, you're the low person on the totem pole and everybody was telling you what to do and everyone was saying what you were doing was wrong. And they're saying if you want to last at this factory, you better become more proficient at these tasks. And so you picked yourself up, right? You picked yourself up again. You begin a new, you begin something different and you started to be able to make things happen Again, right? You know, with my son Andrew graduating from the the college there, 
you know, it's easy to, to drift back through those years. And, and, and I can, can remember the first day we dropped him off at Gustavus and his dorm room was kind of tiny. And he had to share it with, with this other fellow that was on the, the trying to be on the soccer team. And I don't remember there even being air conditioning there. Maybe there was, but I don't remember it. And I remember leaving Andrew there and thinking to myself, I'm maybe the worst parent ever for leaving him in that place. How's he going to live there? It, it, it seems crushed and, and tiny, and he's sharing it with this other person. Now, I, I, I actually felt bad. But you, you know what? Somehow he survived that first year. And as I did when I went off to the, the university, you know, he, he was able to make some friends. You know, I, I can kind of think back to, to my first year at, at the university. You know, I, I, I passed my classes, but I, I didn't really know a lot of people. And, you know, I, I, I was functional and I, I made it through the day, but, you know, it, it, it's kind of a hard and a, a struggle. And, and you're kind of looking at the, the catalog after your first semester and saying, look at all the classes I still have to take in order to graduate someday, right? But you persevere through those times. And again, then you came around maybe to your college graduation. And, and once again, there you were and you're standing tall. And, and, and you had your diploma cover in your hand because, you know, they're going to send you the diploma later on when they make sure that you know, all, all the, the I's are dotted and all the T's are crossed, but you had your diploma cover. It was a good day again. And you, you had a day or you had a week and, and you know, you're standing tall and, and I was good at school and I got through my senior year and, and I, I put things all together again and, and what happened? There was change. Now you had to go out into the world. Now you had to go out and start again. Now, now maybe for you was that, that time when you got your first job. And, and you know, that, that we have a family, right? A lot of us. And you're kind of going through that, that same thing. And maybe as a, a young parent, you're wondering, you know, can, can I be a good dad? You know, can I be a good mom? Can I, I raise my children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord? Can I do that? And maybe there are times you felt like you were struggling. And, and then your son or daughter, you know, made it through high school. Your son or daughter made it through uh, college or, or university. And, then, and they're standing tall. And, and, and maybe you said, yeah. I did all right. There they are. But again, change comes, doesn't it? Because we never really get to that place on this earth when things are perfect, when we've got it all together, when it's a nice package and it has a beautiful bow on top, and then it just stays 
that way. You see, for you and I in this world, it seems as if things fall apart again, don't they? Just when you finally became a good student, then when you graduated, then you had to become a good employee. And, and just about the time maybe you got good at that, well, you, you lost your job or you had to move or go to some other situation. You finally got your farm just the way that you wanted to have it, and then maybe a drought came. You had a big setback. You finally got your retirement set up, and then you were notified about some health challenge that now you had to face. In this world, we have trouble, don't we? And in this world, just about the time we get things right, change comes along. There's some new challenge. That there's some setbacks that are in our, our path. We don't quite know what to do. And you know what? The, Jesus in his time on this earth, he, he had those very same things, didn't he? Now you might think just because Jesus was the, the son of God, you know, maybe everything is orchestrated. Maybe everything is going to run real smooth. I mean, certainly if God is looking out for somebody, it's going to be his son. And yet Jesus lets us know that that wasn't necessarily the case, was it? Now, Jesus, as a, a young man, not yet ready to begin his ministry, faces a mother who comes to him and says, Hey, son, I think you ought to turn this water into wine and save the wedding. And, and Jesus, talking with his mom, says, You, you know what? It, it's not yet my time. But his mother continues to insist. She continues to push it. She says to these guys, Hey, go get, you know, get, do what he says. And so, you know, Jesus, of course, being subject to the commandments as we are, you know, knowing he must honor his mother's wishes, even though it's not yet his time to begin his ministry, he changes the water into wine. He, he saves the wedding. But dear friends, the, the scripture lets us know that that wasn't God's plan. God's plan was something else, and we're never going to know what that was till we get to heaven. But, you know, Jesus, you know, faced with this kind of a predicament, as maybe some of you have been at times, you know, he honors his mother's wishes, even though he lets us know, it's not yet my time to begin my ministry. Right? He has to, in some of the complications like you and I do. No, again, I think at the time Jesus went back to his hometown and, and you would think, oh, you know, the, the hometown hero, the guy that made good. Why, you know, Jesus, one of the most famous people of that age, returning to his hometown, you'd think they would throw a big parade. They'd have a huge celebration. Everyone would be applauding, you know, as, as he walked down the street. Well, you know what happened. 
The people became angry at Jesus. We're told they took him up on a cliff. They wanted to throw him off the cliff head first. Can you imagine that? You know, it's oh, you know, we're just going to bump him off the cliff. It's like, no, we want his head to hit the ground first when we throw him off. That's how angry the people became at Jesus. The perfect son of God, the one who never sinned, the one who never did anything wrong. Throw him off the cliff head first. Jesus had experienced that. Again, imagine him training his disciples, working with them every single day for three solid years. Giving them miraculous powers. So that they could go out and touch people and the people would be healed. We know from the, the, the scripture that at one time, Peter himself had the power that if his shadow simply passed over someone, they would be healed. Right? If I can just get in range of Peter's shadow, it'll be okay. If I can just get my mama close to Peter, right, she'll be okay. Imagine having those kinds of powers in their lives. And yet Jesus comes to that day where Judas betrays him. For, you know, what, what would essentially be the, the price of a cheap used car? Probably a, about three or four thousand dollars in today's money. But what, what do you do with that? Well, sure, I could use an extra three or four thousand dollars, of course. But really, to betray the Son of God for a cheap used car. Right, that's where Jesus was. Investing his time, his effort, every day for three years, giving to Judas miraculous powers and to be betrayed for just a little bit of money. To have to go through that change, to have to be able to get up and start again. You know, Paul experienced a little bit of that in his ministry as well, didn't he? Where we're told in the name of Jesus, he went to various churches. Sometimes he was beaten with wooden rods. At one time, he was placed outside the city and they threw rocks at him until they thought he was dead. Can you imagine trying to get up from something like that? Where he went to a place with the best of intentions. You proclaim the word of God as it ought to be proclaimed. And the people violently threw you out of the city. And they threw rocks at you in the field until they thought that you were dead. And as you passed out, going through that experience, you'll probably think to yourself, this is it. I'm going home. I'm going to be with the Lord. And it sure hurts. And then you wake up covered with bruises. And maybe your, your mind isn't quite uh, as it used to be. And, and you're thinking to yourself, where 
do I go from here? Where do I go? What do I do? And dear friends, that is where the Lord lifts us up again, doesn't he? Because you've been in some of those places that I've talked about this morning. Maybe you've been that high school senior that stood on the podium with great pride and then the next day you're in the factory and the employer was telling you that you don't know nothing and you're not going to make it here unless you shape up. Or maybe you've been that parent that sent your child fully prepared away to the university only to experience some calamity as, yeah, they... They flunked out or, or you know, they, they experienced conflict or, or problems or, or, you know, things simply went awry. Or maybe you've been that person that you are looking forward to your retirement only to begin to see it snatched away once again as investments fail and as the economy tumbles and, and you're just kind of wondering, where can I go from here, how can I get back up again? But you see, with the Lord's power, we can. And I, I know enough to not be able to stand here and say, oh, it's so easy, you know, just kind of throw your arms in the air and give it to the Lord and it's all going to be fine. No, we, we've had experience, haven't we? Or it, it's hard at times. And it's tough at times. And you're feeling terrible and you're feeling sick inside and, and you get up to read your Bible but your, your eyes are having problems because of the, the headaches that you've been having. And, and you know, you're just trying to, to, to grind it through and you're saying, oh Lord, is it really going to get better this time? Lord, is it really going to be a time to overcome once more? Can I do it? And you can. You see, with the Lord's help, we can make something new again. And with the Lord's help, we can start again. And as you remember this morning, the times that you have been victorious, the times that you have overcome change, the times where you have been successful, you know it can happen once more, don't you? Because in this world, I think we all have been there. We probably all have experienced you know, accidents. We all, probably all have overcome injuries. We, we probably all at this point have had health difficulties. And at the time you felt terrible, and at the time you were laid out, at the time you, you were in your bed and you're calling to the Lord to relieve your pain, and he began to move, didn't he? 
And he helped you get back to the place where you can be in the church today. He helped you get back to the place where you have a life once again. Where you can feel strong once more. Where you can understand the Lord has promised, I will never leave you or forsake you. I'll be there for you. I'll hold your hand while people are throwing rocks at you till they think that you're dead. And then I'll lift you back up again in my arms and help you go on your way. I'll be there for you during times of failure and through your times of doubt and fear. And I'll help to strengthen you once more. I will be the one you can depend on. That's what the Lord tells us. Now here on this particular day, there might be something in your life, some kind of fear, some kind of doubt, some kind of change that's coming your way and you don't quite know how to face it. But the Lord has promised that just as when you were a high school senior and you're standing proud and you had to make a transition, you had to make a change. He was with you then and he will be with you now as well. You you might ask, "Well, well, what does it take? It simply takes our faithfulness, doesn't it? That if we will be faithful through these times of doubt and fear, if we will but continue to follow after, if we will hold strong to that word of God, he promises that he's with us. We do have have the downside, though, don't we? The warning that came from our scripture today, you know, I got to tell you about that. I wish I could just kind of be the cheerleader and go, oh, yeah, you know, God is good and good things are going to happen and it's all good. But, you know, the the Lord comes and, and, and he says, guess what? If you take away from anything within my word, as we heard Ronnie in the text reading for today, I will take away from you. Right, dear friends, if you and I lose faithfulness, if you and I don't like some parts of the word of God, God says he's going to take things from us. If you and I come to the conclusion that we're smarter than God, If you and I come to the conclusion that we can just kind of play loose with that word of God, if we can just kind of, you know, do whatever it is we feel like doing, God says, you know what? I'm not going to like you so much anymore. Whoa! When do we hear that part of the message in our current day? 
You know, God, God especially says, hey, guess what? If you reject my son, I don't want any part of you. Well, Pastor, I, I thought God was love. I thought he just would love me. And I just would feel loved all the time. And, and, and where's, the, where's the, the love? No, God says, hey, my son, he's my son. Really proud of him. He came and he died for your sins. Opened the way to heaven so you can come in. I, I love you that much that I sent him to die. But guess what? If you reject him, that's it. Right? Uh, on judgment day, I'm going to be sitting on my throne and, and, and you're going to come walking in. And it doesn't matter how humble you are. It, it doesn't matter how proud you are at, at, at that time. I, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna see you, and I'm gonna look over at my son. He's on my right hand, and, I, and I'm gonna say, "Son, do you know that person?" And if Jesus gives me the thumbs up. You get to come in. And, and if Jesus says, "Sorry, Dad, I don't know who that is." You're going to say bye. Out of here. You see, dear friends, that really is the bottom line. That, that is the standard. Uh, God doesn't care how many good things we do in our own name. And he doesn't care how many difficulties we overcame. As much as I preached about that this morning. All that God is going to care about on that last day is if Jesus gives us the, the okay sign, the thumbs up, or he says, okay, or yeah, that's one of mine. I know that one. And God's going to say, that's all I need to hear. But that, that's good enough for me. Do you know my son? Do you know him? You see, dear friends, that is the center of God's word, isn't it? That's all it takes. That's all we have to understand. Do I know the Son of God? And, and, and guess what? The Son of God, he's pretty great, isn't he? And so if you woke up this morning and, and you know the Son of God, you probably went to talk to him a little bit, didn't you? You, you, you maybe went to him in prayer. The first part, you opened your eyes. Or, or maybe you woke up and there was a, a song or a hymn or a spiritual song in your mind. You know, you could have woke up this morning, a, a mighty fortress is our God. Maybe that was the tune. There was a plan in your head and it began to take you through the day. Or maybe you, you woke up and, and you said, God, I, I don't feel so good. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm kind of hurting and, and I feel kind of ill and I, I opened my eyes and they wouldn't really focus that well and, and Lord, I, I still would like to go to church but can you help me? And, and you made it here because God helped you to get out of bed this morning, helped you to get ready, helped you at the, the last minute to overcome that, that little bit of resistance and make it to the church. 
maybe you experienced some kind of unfortunate thing as you were coming to the church, but you know, you're still here anyway. You know, someone cut you off in traffic or you experienced almost an accident. But then again, you went to the Lord and said, Lord, help me. That's kind of a famous Christian song, you know, Jesus, take the wheel. Right, this woman driving down the interstate in snowy conditions and her car begins to spin out of control and you know, that's her prayer. She calls out, you know, you know, Jesus, would you take the wheel? Because there's nothing I can do. My car is sliding into the gate. I don't know. But see, dear friends, when you know the Lord, it, it doesn't necessarily mean we're going to be spared from terrible things. It doesn't mean that we're going to get things just right and it's going to stay that way for 80 years until the Lord comes and takes me home. But what it does mean is that I have somebody to depend on and I have somebody to go to in prayer. I have someone that can take me through this stage of transition, if that's where you are. I have somebody that can lift me up once again. If you're at a place where you were really good at that thing, you were really good at being a mom or dad, and now your kids are leaving, you were really good at school, but now you graduated, you were really good at your job, but now you're retired, and you're wondering what the next thing might be, Jesus has it. He'll take you through it. He'll make a plan for you. He'll help to lift you up again. And yeah, it might be hard. And there might be struggles. But you've done it before, haven't you? You've come through times in the past where you've wondered, what's the next step? And you made it. Because Jesus was faithful. And he helped you. And he lifted you up. And he made you strong again. You've been there. You know the Lord. And he loves you very much. Amen. Now may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be in your hearts and minds now and always. Amen.